Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Akidinol, founder of Leading Australian Podcast Agency and 2021 Australian Podcast Awards finalists, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer to peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way, pursue your passion, and why there's really nothing better. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. When you ask a group of graduates why they are studying law, plenty will say they want to help people. But sadly, not everyone gets the opportunity to pursue this dream. Only the best of the best find themselves in a position to genuinely achieve social impact. But today's guest is one of those few who, through hard work and passion, are able to use their love of the law to give back. Marielle Lewis was recognised this year by the Forbes 30 Under 30 list for her social impact through the medium of immigration law. Marielle received her immigration law accreditation while nine months pregnant and has enjoyed a trailblazing career built on hard work, helping people and founding her own law firm while raising and enjoying time with her family in tandem. In today's episode, Marielle joins us to discuss just this, balance, work and fun, law and family, growth and recognition. For those of you who haven't yet posted about our podcast on your socials, or if you're new here, firstly, welcome. And please do take a screenshot of this episode right now, post it to your Instagram story and tag us at The Peers Project that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible millennial entrepreneurs and help us in our mission to empower you all to pursue what you're most passionate about through entrepreneurship. Okay, peers, without further ado, welcome Marielle. Marielle. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I appreciate it. Of course. So, you know, you and I recently connected and when I looked into you and all of the incredible work you're doing in law and immigration, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. 
Thank you very much, Michelle. Great. So look, for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name is Marielle. I'm an Australian immigration lawyer based in Sydney, Australia. I specialise in immigration law. So I'm one of um, Australia's accredited specialist immigration lawyers. And I run my own firm called Crossover Law Group, which I founded around mid-2021. I also teach at university, so I teach at a couple of universities. And then beside my work, I'm a very busy mom of two. I have a two-year-old and I have a seven-month-old baby. Life is very interesting at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And oh my goodness, Marielle, like, can't wait to dive deeper into your career and your work and just your life. But before we do... I'd love to start with a question that I've often found to be very insightful and revealing, and that is, where did you grow up and how has this impacted the choices you've made in your life and in your career so far? So I actually grew up in Cairo in Egypt. I went to a private August French Catholic school, which was, to be honest, an amazing school to grow up in, and I I know the impact they had on my life my school. I also grew up playing a lot of sports, done a lot of music. I was involved in many talent things and teaching Sunday school and yeah, just doing a lot of things really growing up. And then at the age of 16, I came to Australia with my mom and my sister. English at the time was my third language. It was hard. We went straight to this very small town. Well, for me, it was small coming from Cairo in Tasmania. I did that for a a year and a half. I did very well. At the time, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't get the 99 point whatever. And then at the time, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew medicine wasn't for me. My mom was a dentist and I just didn't like the medical field. It wasn't for me. So I just inquired about, oh, um, what can I do in Australia? What's the best career here? (laughs) And I was told medicine and law are the top. I'm like, okay, easy. I don't like medicine. (laughs) So I'm going to go with law. And I was very interested in commerce as well, finance. So I thought, okay, I can do a double degree. And I got the marks and I went into UNSW from there. And I moved to Sydney. I've been living in Sydney um, ever since. Oh, my goodness, Marielle. It's wow. You just really went for it when you got here. You know, it seems to me like growing up in Cairo, like I I can't even imagine, you know, with all the people, with I guess the hustle that it perhaps instilled in you. You know, talk to us a little bit about that. What were some of those key lessons and learnings from growing up in such a big city, such a crazy city like Cairo, such a cool city, you know, and, and how do you think that lended to your, I guess, academic success that followed? Sure. The environment there, if you work hard, you're not going to necessarily reap the benefit of your work. Australia, on the other hand, you put in the work, you put in the hard work, you can see the effect without you having someone, you know, that can get you somewhere. You can purely rely on your effort. And there are a lot of opportunities in this country. And I'm very, very grateful because my own journey as well helps me in the way I look at my own work and how I assist people. Because I know a lot of people have that in them, but the environment may not necessarily encourage that. It's so, so fascinating. 
And I guess the question I've got for you is for our peers out there listening who perhaps, you know, weren't thrust into this environment where they just had to figure it out on all on their own and build that, I guess, self-confidence and independence, you know, what advice would you give to us around building our own independence and our own confidence when perhaps we've been coddled as children, you know, what advice would you give to us on that? Sure. I think there is a fine balance. So looking back at my life, I'm obviously very grateful for opportunities and things. And I appreciate that that's not necessarily people's um, experience. And not everybody has to go through, you know, moving countries or other things I have to go through in life. So I guess the key is to have the opportunities to build your self-confidence, have opportunities to work hard. So go out on your own, do something different. Even just getting a job at a young age, for example, that can teach people a lot of things. They don't have to be completely out of their own. And I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing to grow up in a beautiful country like Australia and and grow up having things a little bit set out or, you know, have a bit more security. That's not necessarily a negative thing. That can be positive because from there, then you work hard on the things you can do, you can achieve, and then move on from there. You know, I think having a balance in life is very important. So make sure you do things well. Something like these podcasts are amazing. We didn't have them growing up. But like even something simple like podcasts, listen to people you're interested in, listen to people's stories who who have been successful and see what characteristics do they have that you can build in your own life. And take that initiative and take that steps to do as much as possible, but having the right balance as well in your life. Yeah. I mean, I'm nodding along, you know, Mariella, so much of what you said I so resonate with. I think the thing that I most resonate with is this idea around balance. For our peers out there listening who perhaps they're trying to figure out what they should be balancing in their lives. You know, perhaps they're not really clear on their priorities or their values yet. You know, perhaps we're still just figuring it out and we've found ourselves in a situation that's just all one thing. So all work or all fun, you know, for our peers out there listening who are struggling to kind of figure out what's important to them and how to best prioritize and and kind of determine their own values. What advice would you give to us around that? And was there ever a time for you where you just felt lost on that? I went to an all girls French school. I was a a very behaved kid and teenage, like never had any, you know, rebellious actions or moments. So when I went in this environment, one of my jobs, and I just saw how other people Like I just got exposed to a world that I never got exposed to. And I could see that then some of these people just did not have uh, strong values, strong morals, and they would just do things because, you know, for money or for whatever else. And I got exposed to that. And I had to really question my own values, my own beliefs and how I do things. And it was tough. It was tough because I'm thinking, oh, there is a world out there where people do things very differently to me. Um, but then I had to really remove myself from that environment. It was a toxic environment. So I had to remove myself from it and then go back to the things I know. 
focusing on, okay, what do I actually believe in? How do I see life and what values I, you know, I need to adhere to? I have to always come back to that as my base point. So I think first thing is it has to come within you. You have to actually be truthful to yourself. You have to figure out why you're doing things. You have to figure out, okay, well, life is about seasons. Yes, one season can be fun, but it can't be the whole life. Like if you're always just fun, you're not going to achieve anything or if you're always working you're not going to have the right balance we were talking about before so you have to take a step back actually reflect what do you want to do in life it's a cliche question you know how do you see your life in five or ten years but it's true because trajectories lead us to where we're going in the future so my life now everybody looks at it like you know wow you're achieving so much but really there is so much that goes on behind the scenes to get to that point and everybody might have an aha moment in their life, you know, be like, oh, okay, light bulb, <laughs> what am I going to do? And like I said before, like listening to podcasts like this, like inspirational things, there are things that come within, but there are things as well you build in your character that only you're going to be accountable for. So our choices make a difference. So don't think they're not going to have an effect on us. They will have an effect on us. And what I personally found is challenges come in life in different seasons. They're different, but the underlying character and concepts are the same. How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to move forward? And especially if you have like an entrepreneurial sort of interest, how are you going to do things now affect the future? So if you just do work, 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 and then you have a business, for example, that can eat up your life and it can actually distract you from other things that you need to implement in your business. <laughs> if you just focus on one area or if you just have all fun, how are you then going to get to where you need to get to? It's so, so valuable, Marielle. There's so much of what you're saying. I'm nodding along furiously. I want to talk a bit about the transition from being a lawyer um, in a traditional sense, I guess, or, you know, at a company to running your own business. You know, I think I saw that you climbed the ranks really quickly in corporate. I, you know, I think it was like four or five years from my graduate to partner, which is unheard of in any profession, you know, and then you went out, as you mentioned last year to start your own business, you know, talk to us a little bit about that transition there. You know, so many of our peers out there listening are experiencing that I'm sure right now where it's like, I'm currently in this job and this corporate path that perhaps I don't know if I want to keep being in this place, but how do I make the leap? How do I go out my own? How do I just try something different? It's a really tough thing. You know, what would be your advice on that? And what was your experience with that? So firstly, I just want to say that, yes, I did climb the ranks very quickly, but I also worked pretty much from my first year of uni to build my experience and my knowledge. So by the time I was a graduate, I had a lot of experience under my belt already and a lot of skills that you know I already developed throughout my university time I did a lot of volunteering for example so a lot of legal jobs are not paid and I was happy to do that because I also believed in the mission you know where I was volunteering I did 
a bit of work in social work. I then did various internships that may or may not have been properly organized. And I just sought out that opportunity by approaching people. Like, can I please come have a look at if there is a program you're happy to provide me and I can check if that's something I'm interested in or not. So I just didn't wait to start after university. And in Australia, the legal field is extremely competitive. To be honest with you, when I finished uni, I had no jobs lined up. I had to, again, approach people and be like, okay, I don't know what to do now. Because um, I had to leave that previous job that I said I had because it was just a toxic environment. I'm like, that's not what I want to do. That's fine. And then I did a bit of corporate. I'm like, well, that's not what I really want to do. Traditional corporate non-law firm. And I also didn't want to join big law firms. So what was left is really smaller law firms, which are not easy to, I guess, also break in. I actually didn't have a plan to work in immigration law. It wasn't my passion or I'm like, oh, I just want to do that in life. I was just still figuring things out. And then I approached this firm and he said, I'm so sorry, we have no space for you like you know and then I I almost got a job in another small firm and it was just going to be like a typing job she's like you're going to come and type I was like you know what I'm happy to learn whatever I can get and then this firm I used to work in approached me again and I'm like I'm so sorry I already promised someone else to take a job and then my mom was like what are you doing this is a real lawyer job and you're gonna go for a typing job and I'm thinking but how about my word my integrity you know I already said yes to this person so then I went back and I told her look I got offered the graduate position she said you know what take it I'm happy for you I'll find someone else go take it so then from day one when I started working there, it was always trying to apply my knowledge. I was doing my master's at the time. I was whatever courses I can do, like marketing, business development, I would always just go out there and, and do it as much as possible. And at the time, I thought, you know, I'm just not really interested in corporates or businesses. And then all of a sudden, I started becoming interested in corporates and businesses when I saw in my work that, you know, you can deal with people who are also very nice people. They're not as scary as I thought they are, or they're not as bad as I thought they are. And then I had that balance working with very simple people, refugees, you know, very simple people, and also corporates. And I'm like, you know what, I'm actually interested in business now. <laughs> and reflecting back, I wanted to drop out from my commerce degree, but I didn't, I, I kept going. And looking back, I'm like, well, I actually have the education background to pursue sort of business. And then looking at that, where I used to work, I think it became very apparent that, you know, I'm interested in many things and I have many skills and many ideas to offer. And so this person was like, I want to approach you to become a partner at my firm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. Let me think about it. We took, I think, a year and a half just to think about it, formalize things, see how it's going to work out. And during that time, I didn't just stand still and be like, oh, I'm going to you know, do the work when I get there. I was still improving myself. I was doing as many courses as possible. So I was just building my skills about business and running a business. And also during that time, I got married and my husband, he also runs his own small business on the side, like online. So we're both sort of entrepreneurial. We encourage each other. We think about things in a business way. And then I became a partner looking at the aspect of the business and how to improve that. But I also made sure I was an excellent lawyer. So I made sure I work on my technical skills as well as my business skills. And I think it's important to show you've got a lot more to offer than just 
the technical work you're doing. If you are an all-rounded person, have a lot of knowledge, feel free to translate that in what you do. Feel free to, to offer that to your employer and see how they think. And then we did that for a couple of years or so. I then fell pregnant and the pandemic happened. And very quickly during that period of time as well, I discovered that there is conflicting values moving forward. I had to take some maternity leave, some time off just to reflect on things and see how I want to do things moving forward. And that remote work and work-life balance, we just clashed a lot about it. And also I was doing an exam during that time. It's actually a very, very hard exam. And I passed that exam. So that also gave me more, I guess, higher ranking as well. And, you know, we had a discussion and I'm like, okay, do I come back what it's going to look like? And a lot of things I just didn't agree with. And then, you know, I was told you're a mom now. It's going to be very hard to do anything. And I sort of took that in a very angry way, (laughs) you know, again, putting people down just because others like, oh, that's the perception. I sort of didn't agree with it. I'm like, okay, I can start my own now. It was the time to start my own and I can do things the way I see them fit. I can do them based on the ethics I believe in, the values I believe in, the way I want to transform the legal industry in Australia and overseas. And to be honest, seeing others doing it as well, younger people who went out on their own and actually transforming the legal industry and how it looks like in Australia and overseas also gives me inspiration looking at that and looking at the support I had and my husband was just so encouraging he's like just go for it don't worry he had a job at the time I can always fall back on that like just have a go try and so it's it's been amazing it was just the right time to do it and I just took that you know we talked about balance before that period of time where I just had to relax a bit because of my experience during that time, the pandemic and the exam I did was was very, very hard as well. And I just had time to recharge and, and just enjoy some time with my newborn and then think again how I want to do things and moving forward, what skills I need and practical tools I need. So if you're thinking about starting your business, it's great. I was obviously very hesitant. I was very scared. I was thinking, you know, how am I going to balance everything? And during that time, borders are closed. Immigration is not, you know, the best area to be in at the time, even though people were busy. And I left my previous firm, obviously left all my clients, did not take anything with me. So I had to really start from scratch. And I didn't mind. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's actually fun. I'm excited about this. (laughs) Once I move from my fears and doubts and then see how you're going to set up your business, uh, practical things, I guess, and your image online and your image to yourself as well. How are you going to do things? Also valuable, Marielle. And I think it's so interesting how, you know, you, you mentioned that when values become misaligned with an employer or with what you're the current job you're at or perhaps even the current business you're running I think it's so valuable it's definitely a takeaway for me to just take a bit of time to yourself and just think about you know ways in which you can kind of rectify that situation and get yourself back into a place where values can be aligned and look I think something that I'm noting for myself is that at some times values will not always be aligned you know at some points in life and there's definitely been so many moments throughout my personal journey and entrepreneurial journey where I've just thought what am I doing these values are not aligned but you know at the end of the day you you kind of 
take that step back and, and try and refocus and recenter and kind of rejig your life. Well, look, Marielle, this has been so, so, so interesting chatting with you. I've absolutely loved it, but I am mindful of your time. So I've got a couple of final questions for you. And the first one is, what has been your greatest failure and win to date? Oh, look, that's a very good question, Michelle. My greatest failure, I think, to be honest, especially recently, thinking I can do it all perfectly. We can't do it all perfectly, especially that idea of being a mom and working as well, working on something else. I just have to take a step back and think, okay, look, it's okay not to do things 100%. If I'm doing things to the best of my capacity at that point in time, it's just my capacity now. Like I said at the start of the episode, I have a seven-month-old and a two-year-old. So when I started the business, I then found out we're expecting our second and I'm like looking back I'm like oh my goodness you know it's just not the right time (laughs) and it ended up being you know nine months after starting the business so I was like I can think about okay that was a mistake or a failure but it wasn't and I made it work and I had to think okay that's my capacity at the time yes I have big visions for my business I can do that I can do that I have so much capacity But I also now have to make sure I have the other things to tend to. And that's okay. As long as I'm doing my best and also having that oxygen mask on myself, like just looking after myself and not trying to do it all, that I lose it all. That's not good. In terms of a win, I mean, looking back, I'm like, career-wise, like, I just can't believe all the recognition I had and, and everything I'm having and even the good results for my client. Like I'm like sometimes doubt myself. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm Again, another winning case, you know. Um, but of course, the biggest win for me is my family, my husband, my kids. <laughs> Look, Marielle, I just want to take a moment before I ask you the final question to acknowledge you for the incredible work you've done and that you're doing for showing us that, Balance is possible, even when we feel like it may not be, for showing us that working hard and aligning yourself with your values can get you far in life. And for that, we really appreciate you. Oh, thank you very much, Michelle. I I never thought today's episode will be about balance. (laughs) I don't see myself as an expert at all, especially with chaotic, you know, life at the moment, kids and business and everything in between. And yeah. Well, you're doing a stellar job, stellar job. So look, Marielle, the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? Absolutely, Michelle. That's a very good question. Now, if you do what you want to do in life, pursue your passion. Yes, you might have failures. Yes, you might have speed bumps along the way, but make sure you have something to fall back on. Make sure you work hard. Unfortunately, a lot of people want to get to a life that they want without doing the work, without putting the the effort. There is a lot that goes in it. Like, for example, to finish a university degree, it's not easy. It's just not easy. You have to keep going. Like, like I said, I teach at uni now and I see, you know, some people just want to get the good marks without putting in the work. Like, it's just not going to happen. So pursuing your passion will mean a more fulfilling life. Like I said, for me, for example, yes, business entrepreneur, doing what I love the most and what I'm good at and what I train myself to be good at, is very fulfilling but also if I'm 
just doing that and not pursuing the passion of having a family or spending time with my kids, then I'm not going to be purely happier. We all want to look back and we all want to say, oh, you know, I've done well with what I've been given. So be faithful with even the little. So sometimes you might think, I have so much more capacity, but I'm only given this little. Just do well in the little and then look at, okay, what are actually my passions? And that can change along the years. So like I said, I wasn't necessarily interested in business during university or corporate or whatever. And that changed along the years. And I'm like, I actually want to run a business. I want to do that. I want to help other businesses. So yeah, just make sure that you think about what you want, what your values are, and how you want your life to look like. So know what is the cost of doing things and what's required to get to where your passion wants to lead you. Amazing. Oh, Marielle, thank you so much for today. It has been absolutely awesome to chat with you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on the show and all the best. Thank you so much. Of course. Where can we learn more about you and Crossover Law Group? So you can contact me on LinkedIn. My name is Marielle Lewis. You can also visit our website, Crossover Law Group. We're working on our socials, but we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn, and we also have Instagram. And you can always just shoot me an email, you know, on the website or uh, get in touch with me through LinkedIn. Amazing. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Marielle. It's been so, so awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Of course. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Remember, Peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest peer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do. For more make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We produce with passion and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers. <laughs>